Silence on Man Nerdcast. I'm Andy Hughes, and I'm very ill. And I'm here with Alex Hudson. Hey, hey, baby. Ooh, ah, I want to know if you do a podcast. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Uh, You said I had to bring high energy to it. I chose that instead of the other song I was going to go for. You do, because I am very ill today. I, w- I just want people to know when they're Always like, an excuse for when, when you're like, not bringing your A-game to the podcast. Why? Even if I'm ill, I bring the A-game. Why is Andy not on form today? Because oh, he's been so on holiday good. and now he's ill. I don't think it's the holiday. It might have been the holiday. Spanish maybe sun. Should, maybe I should never go away. Maybe you shouldn't have eaten all that paella. Too much paella. Maybe paella has killed me. Maybe you shouldn't have spent all your money on Maxibons. <laughs> Maxibons are never the excuse. Is it still brain freeze left over from then? Probably. Okay. Um, Welcome to the News and Reviews midweek show. Yeah. It's a special one this week because Andy's an idiot and decided to be <laughs> ill today. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, we're doing news and reviews today. So starting with news and, and then, then do some, some reviews. reviews. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. This, uh, is, this is easily your worst performance on anything ever. Including been... that time you went on The Voice. <laughs> what would I have sung? Uh, Sound of Silence. Rhinestone Cowboy. Uh, of course. Actually, Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> I think you would be able to sell that as like a thing. Uh, shall we just do some news, yeah? Okay, do your news first. First bit of news. Okay. Today, when yeah. we record this, not when it comes out, this podcast. Okay. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer has been released. You have no interest in this. You could have just said, so the Pirates of the Caribbean trailer has been released, and they'll be like, oh yeah, that was a couple of days ago. I didn't want to confuse people. Um, you you confuse no... them more by saying, today, well, not today, the day that we record this. Uh, uh, I have no interest in it, no. Have you seen it? What? The trailer. I have no interest in seeing it. You've just said this to me. Um, it basically you just, just shows... said, you have no interest in it. It shows like a load of ghost soldiers. Jesus. Kill a load of, Again. of people. And we, have go- we have Javier the ghosts. Bardem. Um, appears with his old craggly face. Javier Bardem's in it. Yeah, yeah. And he goes up to the kid from Gods of Egypt, which is the point when I went, I'm out. The, which kid from Gods of uh, Egypt? The kid from Gods of Egypt, like the main guy. Alexander Skarsgård? No. But it was him, wasn't it? No, the kid. Stellan Skarsgård. The young one. But he's like, oh yeah, find me Jack Sparrow. And because I'm gonna, death is going to come to him, I'm going to kill him. And, and he's playing off. death. Um, he's playing a ghost, I think, a ghost pirate, because that's what we need. What to make the first one again? Yes. Okay. But Pirates of the Caribbean, mate. No. No. Already. I think I think it's lost what it had. Like the first one's great. I still think the first one's great. Second one, meh. Third one, oh god. Fourth one, kill me now. I'm not even talking about the films anymore. No, I literally, I don't have just any. Thought I'd let you run with that with that analysis. <laughs> I don't think I have any time. To... I'm probably going to watch it because I'll have to. I don't think I have any time for it. I'm probably going to watch. Because I'll it. have to for this to tell people. No, you it's won't. Poor. If we don't want to see it, we don't have to see it. That's the joy of doing what? our own podcast. Oh God, I've messed up so well, which, many times. Which of the films that we've seen have you been like, oh, I so don't want to see this because I've made those sacrifices for your films, <laughs> but you have never sat through one where you were like, I really don't want to be in here. Hail Caesar. No, because you were interested in that. That like, you haven't okay. gone in knowing 
that it's a film you have literally no interest in. But I came out knowing that. <laughs> yeah, but you had to spend the time in the cinema to find that out for yourself. There's definitely a point during his I know that I was going to just walk out and go home. I know that I have no interest in seeing any more Pirates of the Caribbean films. I know that I have no interest in seeing Independence Day Resurgence. So why did I go and see it? Because I like you enough. You're a good friend. What's our second bit of news? You liked what we do in the shadows. To a point. It's the best comedy film of forever. No. Um, it's really it, good. That, that is incorrect. It's really good though, I like it. You're spreading um, lies on the podcast yet again. Um, they're doing a spin-off show. Yes. It's not based on vampires. It's based on, I think, Supernatural Hunters or something like that. Yeah, sure. Um, because they were going to do um, We Are Wolves, mm-hmm. which is the about the werewolves. But apparently that's on the back burner while they do this. And it's still Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi. It's still those two. Yes. Um, who are writing it. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> do you want me to take this take, story from take here? Over, yeah. Take okay, over. so they were well, going to do We Are Wolves, but they put that on the back burner. It's Taika Waititi, Jermaine Clement doing the writing too. for it. So it's from the same creative team. So you'd hope that it would be as good, but it probably won't be. I don't know. I like. I, I feel like, like once you start humor. spreading the 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 idea thinly, well, isn't it going to be a case of because it's yes, it's set in that same universe, but it's a different aspect of it. It gives it fresh to go in with. Yeah, um, if you can make it work, but if it's a series, that then means it'll you... be like six episodes, won't it? I imagine. Well, who's who's picked it up? Uh, no one at the moment, I don't think, but somebody will. They're, they're very funny guys. I like their sense of humour. I'm actually quite excited for this, to be honest. I, but then we spoke about it the other day, but me and Mark both really enjoyed what we're doing in the shadows. Um, and it's a shame that I saw it after the year it came out. Yes. Uh, because it probably would have been up there. It was one of my favourite films of the year. Right. Um, but I think it's hilarious, and I I know I obviously like it a lot more than you do, so I'm happy to see them do more stuff. Oh, well, I just think that Hunt for the World of People is a better film than that. I've not seen that. I think it's, at times, it manages to be funnier than, for me. Yeah. I don't know, you won't agree, because it's a film that essentially is about nothing apart from humanity, and you hate those kind ah. of stories. Okay, so while you're... While you're reeling from that, I've got a piece of news oh, for you. Yes. While you prepare your next one, because I know Fif- how how Fif- much Fif- energy Fif- it requires for you to. Is it something about Tom Cruise? No, no. Oh. It's another release date thing. Oh. So you know Rings. Oh, the sequel to Ring, and, and Ring also two. the Wedding Ringer, and the Ringer. Yeah, and um. <laughs> Ring out those bells tonight, Bethlehem. Bethlehem. I'm more excited for Christmas. You can tell. Uh, yeah. So the sequel to Ring, uh, to the Ring, and I believe the Ring Two. I don't know where it fits. I don't know if they've just cancelled that. Called one out. Ringu uh, in Japan. Called Rango in America. Facts. I mean, when I have to work with this as like my like. I feel like I'm a sculptor, and you're a lump of clay that I don't want anymore. <laughs> Are you okay? No, I told you at the top of the podcast I'm not okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm all my chemical romance in over here. Very good. 
but I feel like you should be operating on a slightly higher level than this. Rather, than, I know what your operational procedure is when you get ill. You start feeling sorry for yourself, and, and you wonder why not everyone feels the same way towards you. It's because you feel too sorry for yourself. We have no sympathy for you because we feel like you're getting enough sympathy from your own mind. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a horrible old person. I moan a lot. Anyway, so Rings was supposed to be released <laughs> in October, which would have made sense because it's the only time of year it's actually going to make any money. Mm-hmm. They've pushed it back. Christmas release date? February. Ugh. Why? Why? Like, they clearly have no confidence in this film. No. that February is kind of a dead month, really, isn't it? Like, yeah, Deadpool I mean, showed that, obviously, you can make money in February, but normally it's for romantic comedies and nothing else. Well, this is it. What they've done is they've exclusively marketed it now towards <laughs> the single people on Valentine's <laughs> have Day. Have they got Patrick Dempsey in it? They haven't. <laughs> but it's, it's, for the, it's basically going to be the only and thing J-Lo. that single people can go and see. While they cry into their popcorn and make it soft through tears. Have you ever read the book Ring? No. No, it sounds really interesting. Just I've seen the original. I've seen um, Ringu. Yeah, and enjoyed it. Apparently, like, I saw the Ring and did not enjoy it. Apparently, like if you read the original books, they were based on mm. like as Ring, then uh, Rango, Rango, Ring Circle, um, Spiral, maybe something Where? like that. Um, but apparently they're, Parallelogram. apparently they're really good um, and it, it takes the ring into a very interesting realm of what they do with it mm-hmm. and apparently in Japan they actually made the films I believe but over here they never did see I just watched Ringu and then but, just gave up but you like horror so I recommend it to you That is the my, books yes thank you as a man who I've heard the story and where it goes and I think you'd quite enjoy it okay your piece of news now now that I've done one. Spider-Man Homecoming has wrapped filming. Good. We need more Spider-Man Now, news. Now we literally have nothing else to talk about. No, no, because now we get finished editing. It, we get first trailer. We get trailer. all the ADR stuff coming We get through. second we get trailer. reshoots, because it's not funny enough. We get um, we... recasting of Tom Holland to be um, Tom Hardy. Terrible idea. That would be the worst. And then... Tom Hardy, I think, would be the worst Spider-Man. And... John Malkovich. I, I was thinking John Malkovich, and I would much rather <laughs> see John Malkovich. It's because you put Vulture first, yes. and then went, yeah. I, I went with saying. who should have played the Vulture in Spider-Man 4. <laughs> That's my news. John Malkovich. Okay, I've cool. I've done news. Good news. That's good. Uh, well done. Had a great time. All right, do you want me to lead the review? Yes, please. Okay, so the main review this week is one of the big releases of the week before. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. 10 days old, I think, at this point. Um... The Magnificent Number no. 7, as I've been calling it. And not even uh, being sort of precocious and going, oh, I'll just give it a weird name. I genuinely have been just referring to it as The Magnificent Number no. 7 and not acknowledging there's anything wrong with the way I've been saying it. So The Magnificent 7 came out a couple of weeks ago. Um, the remake of The Remake of uh, yeah. Seven Samurai. Um, starring Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt... Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio, hashtag tops off kingpin. Hashtag tops off kingpin. Uh, Still didn't get it. Still didn't get a top off. No, in fact, you've got more clothes on, if anything, in this one. Um, But basically, they've you know they've they've redone it for the modern audience now. Um, So the well the um, the original um, Magnificent Seven was nineteen sixty, and was very much a western in the spirit of that sort of period. Yeah. 
what they've had to do is turn this into a Western come action film in order yeah. to appeal to the market these days. Yeah, because it's more because than... a Western in that sense wouldn't really sell these days. So the story is a bad man takes over a town. Yeah, so they're up to the story as well. I rather than being a remember... Mexican bandit, um, it's, it's now a sort of capitalist landowner yeah. who has come in and taken a town and says, right. Everything you own is now mine, basically. This town is mine in order for the gold mines and things like that. So they they get recruited by a woman from the town whose husband has been killed by this man. Mm-hmm. The husband being the guy from Suits and White Collar, is maybe? Is it Matt Boomer? Yes. Right, because his name pops up as like the fourth one in the credits, right? Mm-hmm. But he, spoiler alert, dies in like the first five minutes. I did just say that her husband was dead. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But literally, why is his name fourth in the credits then? He literally has like two minutes screen time. It's more minutes than some of the seven have. Come on. Probably true, Vasquez. Probably true, yeah. Yeah, he's very underused. He's the slipknot of this... uh, I liked him, though. ...of this number seven. Um, Yeah, so they they then get together a band of seven disparate sort of uh, outlaws and trappers and uh, various different sort of... Yeah, sort of mercenary type things, and they come in to save the town. Yeah, and it is, uh, you know, I enjoyed this. I really did enjoy it. I... It's two hours of sort of good action popcorn yeah. fun. A lot of guns get fired. It's one of those that's just fun. It's not like we said basically at the start of the year when I, well, I said when I was talking about uh, TMNT two, I said this year I just want to think it's a bit of fluff. It's not bad. Yeah. But it's not going to be something that I'm there like, oh, I need to know the um, inner mechanisms of this film. Mm-hmm. I want to think I could just watch and enjoy it. And TMNT 2 definitely wasn't that. But this was. This was something that I could I could watch again easily and just put it on. And be like, oh, that's something I could just put on in the background. Yeah. Also, the theme song to The Magnificent Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been stuck in my head the entire day. Well, that's, that's what's quite good. Is that um, I don't know who did the score for this one. Um, I but really liked it that they managed to sort of incorporate the themes and motifs of the original soundtrack, and then just sort of update it and just slip it in quite sort of surreptitiously into their new soundtrack. So, I think I think the score works really well. The cast are by and large pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I think the problem is. They they have fun, but some of them do feel miscast mm. in the sense that you don't buy them as those characters. Chris Pratt is someone I have an issue with in this film in that I don't buy I, that he's... I like Chris Pratt. I find him extremely watchable. Even in this, I find him watchable, but I think you're right in the sense that... Is it wrong to say he's too handsome for a Western? Yeah, well, no, that's exactly it. He's. I think he's just too handsome for that role. And I think you, what you want from Westerns is people who've got interesting faces. Also, I feel that... His is far too sort of generically handsome. Also, I feel that his character is a scoundrel. Yeah. And he tries to play him as a scoundrel, but never actually quite reaches the levels that his character should. But then, but that's not to say I didn't enjoy but, it. Uh, but that's the thing, is that you can then see the effort he's going yeah. to, and that sort of jars, because you go, 
if you were naturally playing it as a scoundrel, you wouldn't notice the effort necessarily. Yeah. Whereas I am noticing the effort, and that it's sort kind of, of like it um, takes you slightly out. Star Lord of the Desert is the way it's played. Yeah, and that's the problem is that he's now typecast as exactly that, and won't ever. Well, really... Jurassic World, he was that kind yeah. of character, again. and he won't drift away from that. And you know, they're it's talking about easy, young Indi- uh, new Indiana Jones, easy money for him in. Yeah, and he'll collect paychecks happily. But um, it's nice to see Denzel. Denzel Washington. I like watching Denzel. Yeah, he's you know it's not his best project in, no, in terms but, of showcasing what he can do, uh, but he's got one of those films coming out I think next year anyway. The one that's being hyped up. Um, yeah, Fences. Fences. Yeah, Although, the, the adaptation like, of that the, play. Did you see the trailer for that? No, I haven't seen the um, trailer. He does a monologue. What I'd really recommend is there's a there's a clip that shows Denzel Washington doing a speech from Fences, which is a really powerful speech. But then there's a clip of James Earl Jones doing it, mm. and my God, does James Earl Jones nail that part? Mm. Like, I I think it's the voice, but he completely. Anyway, let's not get caught up on fences. But watch it. Get when you get a chance, go on YouTube and watch um, James Earl Jones, Jones fences because it's incredibly powerful. Um, but yeah, next year, well, that'll be that. But this this time round, I think it, basically it is a lot of people cashing paychecks. But they do it in a fun way. Yeah. Like, um, there's I, also some actors I really liked and never, I'd never seen before. Like the guy who plays Billy. Uh, um, Lee Byung-Hung. Yeah, Lee Byung-Hung or something like that. Uh, Byung-Hung Lee. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen him before. Um, I think he's been in a few bits, hasn't he? Is he was he in uh, G.I. Joe or something like that? I forget that I've watched those films. I've seen them. I've not. I tried to figure so out. I don't know, but I thought I'd seen that his credits included that or something. I don't know. Um... But they all, they all do pretty well, and I think the story evolves in a very, yes, formulaic way, but still with enough to keep you entertained. It entertains you, but if you're if you're wanting something where you don't know what's going to happen, it's this is not you. this is because from the from the first minute you know exactly every single beat that's going to play out because it is that film. Can I just say, Vincent D'Onofrio takes a weird t- term of his character. Yeah, I, I get the idea that he wants to put his stamp on it and say, like, hey, this is me doing this part, and you just go, but you couldn't have done it weirder. The way, the way you put it's a, it to me. It's, it's such an odd... The way you put it to me, was he sounds like a man with a mouse stuck in his throat. Yeah, and the mouse is speaking on behalf <laughs> of Vincent D'Onofrio. It's, it's strange. It's, it's a strange, strange turn. It's not necessarily the worst performance but it's it's a it's one that makes you question like what was your thought process why did nobody tell you that this might be a bit weird um i think i enjoyed it though like i think basically i did enjoy it um i would recommend it i would recommend good people going to see because i think actually it's nice to see a a kind of revamp of a classic western Mm. you know uh, like I'd say that I'd recommend it, but at the same time, I'd say that there's much better things out of the cinema now. So if you want something that isn't going to trouble you in terms of your mind, if you want something yeah. you can switch off for two hours and just enjoy, fine, go and watch, uh, go and watch this because Magnificent Seven really does that job. Yeah. Well, if but you want like, something that's going want, to make you, if you think, want to spend your money on something, that you can go. Realistically, I could take the entire family to go watch and then enjoy it. I'd say this. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, if you want something to test yourself, there are different things mm. in the cinema you could see. Um, I'm just trying to work out. I don't know if Hell or High Water is still in cinemas. Uh, it'll be in some cinemas. I don't know yeah. how many showings a day it's getting these days. But I did. I mentioned it a few weeks ago, and I will say it again. It's, for me, it's that kind of Western now where you have... It, 
if you're looking at a traditional Western, the traditional Westerns now are the ones that don't sort of play as that, or you don't understand going into them that that's what you're getting yeah, in yeah. for. So that was a good example, and also No Country for Old Men is another great example of recent times having a Western that is sort of invokes evokes the memories of those things but does it in new ways and that's what i wanted from those films and that's what i got what what, what i got with this was a good action romp yeah and you know if you've got two hours to kill and you've got a family no, go and take them to, to this it. because honestly i don't know what else is out in the cinema that is family friendly that you can just you can guarantee will be enjoyable second film second film this week i saw central intelligence okay tell me about it Central Intelligence is the story of The Rock and Kevin Hart. The biographical story. The Rock is a fat kid at school who gets bullied. Yeah. Kevin Hart is the only guy to ever show him any kind of competency and respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so when it gets to the future, Kevin Hart is the they most popular kid other. in the world. And Kevin Hart is then stuck as an office monkey. He, basically, his best days were behind him. Yeah. Like, he peaked at high school. And The Rock is now a um, government agent, he's a CIA agent, who believes Kevin Hart is his best friend. And he comes back into his life and um, takes Kevin Hart on a spy espionage kind of journey. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen a Kevin Hart movie where he leads? I, I don't know. If you have, you've seen this film. Like the, There are moments in it that I thought were quite funny. I think... I think um, the Rock is very watchable. Mm. Um, he always looks like he's having the most fun, um, and even in this, he looks like he's having fun. There are times he becomes intolerable, mm-hmm. um, and there's definitely times where Kevin Hart becomes intolerable, um, and those characters annoy me. Mm-hmm. But it's the same. No, when we talk, do they work well together as a pairing? In a way, yeah. They they bounce off each other, and they could tell that they both enjoyed having fun mm-hmm. together on set. And I think I think there might have been a lot of improvisation and stuff like that in okay. there. Um, there's a couple of cameos in there as well that you don't quite expect, but when you see them, they are, oh, that's pretty good. Cameo from cameo. Um, cameo from cameo. Um, but I think basically it's it's a very, like, the story gets muddled in the middle, I feel, um, and doesn't really know where it's going. Um, I don't know whether it's just I wasn't following it properly. But, it was, come on, it, with these sort of films, are you really in it for the story? You're in it for the jokes, right? Yeah, and the jokes, that, there are some that are brilliant. Like There mm. are some really good jokes, but at the same time, we talked about hit ratios when we were talking about like Bad Moms and mm-hmm. Deadpool and stuff. This one is another one that throws a lot at the wall, but not a lot of it sticks. Right, okay, so in terms of hit rate, it's got less than Deadpool. Absolutely. Like, it, throws probably as, it throws probably not as many as Deadpool, because Deadpool is just pun after pun. Yeah. Um, but it throws quite a few at you but not I think that probably like 20% of the jokes actually land yeah because we worked out that Deadpool's probably about 50-50 split yeah half work half don't but overall in a comedy that's pretty de- that's pretty okay decent, yeah. you know you can get away with that um, I think basically remember we talked about the trend when we talked about My Blind Brother last on the last podcast mm. and we said there's a lot of films like My Blind Brother that come out they're these kind of indie darling comedies yeah and they don't get publicity because they haven't got anyone yeah. famous in this is Another type of film that you get a lot of each year, mm-hmm. which is a lot of big name comedy actors, yeah. whether they be your Kevin well, it's, Hart. It's a Kevin Hart one every year now, isn't it? Because yeah. last year it was Get Hard. 
Um, we had two last year. He also had... Oh, Wedding Ringer as well yeah, last year. this year yeah. he had Ride Along 2 and this. And then the year so before last, he would have had Ride Along 1. So he's making, he's making a couple of year. Mm. And like I said, if you've seen one, you've seen them all. And yeah. if you like Kevin Hart, you'll probably love this. Yeah. Like, you probably will. And I know people who did go and watch it and said, oh, it's incredibly Is funny. Is it better than Ride Along? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Ride Along, I don't think that premise holds weight for... Is Kevin Hart more tolerable in this than he was in Ride Along? Yes, but there are times where I really can't stand him. Okay. Um, I, I'd say if you're a Kevin Hart fan, watch it, but I wouldn't say it to you, Rush, I can go see it. If you're a Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan? Uh, go watch um, Welcome to the Jungle, much better film. It's not in cinemas. Don't care. They have to, they're, they're out of cinema go now, what it. do they go and watch? Um, go with all the seven. Cool. <laughs> right, uh, the Rock would have been a better choice in Magnificent Seven than someone, I feel. He's got a more interesting face. Yeah, but he's a beast, so... Vincent D'Onofrio doesn't need to be in that film. True. Um, the Rock's not going to play that with a mouse in his throat. <laughs> what else did you see, Andy? You saw one more film this year. I saw one year. more film. It oh, this basically, I'm making up for the fact that in the last podcast... Six films, I saw, You saw six films, I saw Barcelona. This time, I saw another film, yeah. which was Now You See Me Too. Okay. Which, um, you understand, knowing me for so long, I have a weird obsession with magic. Yeah, I don't understand like, why. I, 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 don't, I, I think magic is a, a shyster's game. <laughs> the six-year-old in me has always been really let him out by now, by the fascinated way. by magic. And um, I'm talking real magic, not David Blaine sitting in a box magic. But that's magic. No, it isn't. It's fucking bullshit. But when David Blaine gets from the box to your sofa, how does he do that? Did he ever go for a wee while in the box? Yeah, he had like a urine tube. What, did you go straight into the Thames? Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure people were like... <laughs> you just pissed straight pe- into the pe- Thames? People were like, how's he going to win? And he was just like, I'll piss on your head. How did he poo? Uh, pooed on the head. This doesn't... This doesn't... He no. wasn't really in the box. That's the what? magic of it. He was sitting next to you the whole time. Yeah, it was a ghost. Um, Slash but... raptor. <laughs> um... No, but I've got this weird obsession with magic. But I, I just really like watching, especially live magic. That reminds me. Is there any other kind? Well, I, yeah. I feel like live magic's good. I, I could get on board with live I, magic, I like watching, like, but I won't pay money to see it. Because I don't respect them enough. <laughs> but, you know, I, I liked watching like Paul Daniels and people like that when I was younger. And I think it's, it's a craft at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And it's nice to watch somebody who has perfected their craft. Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, now You See Me 2 is basically the sequel to Now You See Me, obviously, mm-hmm. um, where basically it's a continuation of that story um, where you've got a bunch of magicians slash thieves doing impossible tricks mm-hmm. um, to basically do one thing or another. Uh, they're kind of like Robin Hood figures. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think this film works. I'll be honest. Right. I, I'm going to skip plot and shit because I can't we don't, be asked. We don't need to know. Um it just doesn't. Like, it seems as though Isla Fisher mm-hmm. had the best idea of just not coming back. Yeah. Um, it, and instead, she made Grimsby. Yeah. She was in that. Yeah. Grimsby wasn't as bad as you thought it'd be, though. I watched Grimsby, and I it made me laugh a lot more for say now you see me too or Central Intelligence, um, probably more than both of them combined. But no, the, is I, now you see me too supposed to make you laugh? I think you're supposed to enjoy it. Or is it supposed to make you think about humanity? But the problem is, I think it was... um, Basically, I'm going to steal a bit of a review from another reviewer. Okay. uh, Mark Mode. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was Mark Mode who said this, which is the problem with 
magic on film is if your tricks are done through quick cuts and camera work, you don't believe that it's actually happening. Yes, it's not real magic. Cause... But if you watch somebody do it in front of your eyes and they do a trick in front of you, you can go, okay, I don't know how they did that. Yes. Um, but if they do it in a film... and the problem Through is, camera this, work, you can make anything happen. This film is all quick cuts. Yeah. It's all camera work. There's not any point, And there's a lot of time where they go, oh, this is how we did the trick. And you're like, but that's still impossible. Mm-hmm. There's one point where Jesse Eisenberg falls over. And t- it's in the trailer. It falls over in the rain and turns into water. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Yeah. You, were in, you were watching it at this point. Yeah, I saw the last right? 25 minutes. Did you notice they didn't explain that bit? No. They explain most of the other tricks, but they don't explain that because that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, if I saw somebody do that in real life, I'd be like, okay, that's amazing. Mm. But because it's a film, I can't... And that's the problem with this film. Like, I didn't mind the first one, but I couldn't connect with this film because I was like, the illusion's broken now. Like, the, the metaphor, something, something. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a phrase that I can't think of it right now because I'm too fucking ill. But, but it just didn't work for me. And right. I think... Yes, I like these characters in the first place, but Woody Harrelson comes is back and he's got his twin brother and there's no fucking reason for his twin brother to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, there's literally no reason and I don't understand the addition of that character. It just seemed like a quirky, offbeat comedy character that just didn't work. The only person who I think actually was alright was Daniel Radcliffe, mm-hmm. um, who I think kind of just played on this idea of, yes, I used to be... A famous wizard, yeah. and now I'm a man of science, yeah. and I think science is better than magic, and it's quite funny to see him play on that. And he really goes all in, and you're mm. like, that, that I appreciate, but apart from that, nothing. I, I, no, it, it gave me very little, and it's it's upsetting because I I did like the first one, and I do like magic, and I'm like, you could have done this better, sure. or not at all. That's your options. Okay, sorry, I got. Thank you. Got annoyed. All right, well, that's all for this week, isn't it? Because you haven't seen anything else. No, that's all I've seen. Okay. Well, I've seen other things, but nothing to... Yeah, okay. You just... Talk about You You relax now. I'll do the exit. You, you exit. I'm going to sleep. Okay, so thank you, Andy. Uh, thank you. So, as ever, you can find us on uh, Stitcher, on iTunes, on Buzzsprout. What are you pointing at me for? I don't recommend that you see me too, just in case anyone wondered. Okay, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, so you can find us on Stitcher, Buzzsprout, iTunes, uh, other places as well. What you need to do is subscribe. You need to rate or comment or both. Do both. Mm-hmm. Four thumbs up. Five stars. Four, thumb, four thumbs up. Hashtag four thumbs up. Hashtag four thumbs up. Uh, what you can do is you can find us on Facebook, the Dinosaur Man Nerdcast. You can find us on Twitter, Dinosaur Man Fifteen. Um, Johnny Neves did the theme song. It's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and as ever, all that remains for me to do is thank my co-host, Andrew Hughes. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Uh, thank you very much. You're welcome. Until uh, next time. Oh, don't go and see. Now you see me too, because it's not very good. <laughs> Please don't. Die. Die. Die.